It's not like, it's never been easy, Jack. I've worked so hard for it. It's, I'm going to cry right now. It's like, how dare you say that it's been easy? Because exactly. I have worked my entire life to be this person. Exactly. Okay? Yep. Okay. <laughs> and now that we've talked about such good acting, let's do this. <laughs> no tea, no shade, just facts. Hmm. Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 24-year-old actor and filmmaker. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the 100 script on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. Um, and one song that I would like to be played at my wedding is Can I Have This Dance from High School Musical 3. I should have seen that coming. It was played at my cousin's wedding because me and my cousin are... Um, one the same person yeah in in many ways Mm -hmm. uh and when it started playing i was like cool so time to cry because i was like i was gonna play this at my wedding but go off did you cry (laughs) a little bit well i was like so i asked my dad to dance with me because i was like somebody gotta dance with me during this song and dad was like no and i was like dad please dance and so he he would he did it (laughs) I love that you can basically get him to do anything at yeah. this point. It's just like, fine. Yeah. And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 29-year-old journalist from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting to be interesting and talking about my cat. And the song that I am going to have in my wedding, not like I'm like hoping for, it is going to happen, is Heaven is a Place on Earth. Yes. One, because like obviously like Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. And two, because... Like it's 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 a beautiful song and um it's a fantastic song but it makes my sister cry like a little baby mm-hmm. and I think it would be funny to watch my sister cry at my wedding multiple times. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Good. Today we have a word to say about episode I can't believe I have to say this. Yeah. Today we have a word to say about episode 316 of Riverdale. <laughs> Big fun! Big fun. I hate everything. So, Big Fun is a song from Heathers. It was sung in the episode. Uh, it's about a party. Big fun. Big fun. And um, also, I have a fun thing about it hmm. um, later in the episode because I read a article about all of the um, references to the actual movie that were in the episode. Because um, I didn't watch the movie. I only watched the musical. So there's actually um, the like band, like there's this band that everyone's obsessed with in the movie. I sound so stupid and ignorant because I haven't seen this movie, but I'm sure the people who have seen this movie know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. But there's this band that everybody loves in the movie, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called Big Fun. That's like the name of the band. So that's okay. why. And, and so the fact that like Evelyn and people are wearing a shirt that say Big Fun on it, it's because it's, it's like less, merch. it's less stupid. It's more merch. Okay. Right. It's supposed to be that's merch better. for that band. Yeah. Okay. Um, but mostly it's a song in the musical, which of course the band is where the song from the musical came from. Okay. 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 So much of that makes way more sense because if you just watch it in the Riverdale context, it's like, why are these kids saying that they want to have fun in a really bizarre way? Mm -hmm. Big Big fun. fun. Big fun. It's like, okay, cool. The folks are gone. Like for some reason, it just reminds me of like kids who want a bounty, a bounty, a bouncy castle. That's exactly what it is. That would be big fun. Uh-huh. It's big and it's fun. Yes. There you go. Um, so going to thoughts from listeners, um, your girlfriend is bothering us again. Um, what else is new? <laughs> she sent in another little voicemail after listening to last week's pod. It's like a minute and a half long, I think. Oh, mm, I know what this is. Oh. Yes. Yes. Um, but before that, she asked us to mention a point made by at Phallus Please on Twitter. Um, and they brought up, shouldn't Alice have tried to convert FP to the farm by now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that this continues to go in with my theory that Alice is supposed to, like, marry Edgar or something. Oh, And God. that's why he's like, no, FP's not allowed because um, he's your boyfriend and I want to be your boyfriend. 
See, I, I have like multiple theories on Alice being in the farm. My deepest, darkest hope is that she's undercover. Mm, I don't know, bud. Yeah. And then another undercover one is- from her from her own daughter? Yeah, exactly. Because my next one is that she's doing all of this like to protect Betty from hell or something. Like there's some kind of like ulterior motive here that isn't just I joined a cult. Yeah. And so she's not going to recruit FP because like she doesn't need FP to be part of that plan. Mm -hmm. But I think the reality is that the writers, either they wrote that in and they cut it because they cut all of FP analysis scenes this season or they forgot mm -hmm. to just do that, I guess. Great. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, so now we're going to cut to Sam's little voicemail that she sent. Surprise, it's me again, and I apologize in advance for um, the sound quality on this because I am walking in place, but I just had to get this thought out. I just want to question why the Riverdale writers are doing so poorly with FP and Alice this season just because they did it perfectly during season two. They... They laid all this groundwork and they gave us like a little thing every like three or four episodes. Like first it was the weird comment when they got him out of jail. And then it was the comment in the diner about leaving uh, Hal. And then we got a few episodes of nothing. And then we got the handhold. And then we got the telling him that she had his baby. Like they did it perfectly like with bits and pieces everywhere. And they, I don't know that they knew that it was going to be so popular when they did it last year. But going into season three, they knew that it blew up as a ship for the show. And yet we've had no content since episode four until now. So I just have questions. What are you doing when you know you have something and you're wasting it? S stop it. Get some help. Welcome back to Sam. <laughs> That's, an, ang Sam's That's an angry woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, Brittany, uh, toot or boot? Honestly, I know you're going to say differently, but boot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to toot it. Okay. I don't really have a reason other than I don't want to boot it. Why don't you want to boot it? I really like the musical. Yeah, but you can't just toot it because Heather's the Musical is a good musical. I like then all you're the just songs tooting Heather's from the, the musical. musical, though. So I enjoyed them singing the songs because I like to hear the songs because I like the musical. Okay, so if you did it purely from a story standpoint where no one was singing Heather's the Musical songs... Then the, then the whole thing wouldn't make sense. You know what I'm trying to say, though. Kind of, but, like... If you were just being like, okay, but then, this But then it'd be hard because then it's, like, a way shorter episode that doesn't... That's, like... So it's, like, Don't take to, it literally. Just be like, if this was a regular episode where people weren't singing all of these things, but the things were still happening. So like Hermione's, er, Hermione and Hiram are getting divorced and Josie and Archie have weird relationship drama and Cheryl and Tony get back together. Would this be a toot or would it be a boot? Well, does it include the things that happen while they're singing? Like the weird Kevin and Fang's uh, wedding thing and the Sweepy yeah. and Tony thing? Yeah, I'm going to say yes, only because those are technically plot points. Okay, I am going to boot it then. There you go, see? Because if you look at it like from that standpoint where you take away the work of other really good writers and songwriters, you're like, what happened? Yeah, I was actually talking to another person who likes to send us lovely things um, on on this podcast, mm -hmm. at, uh, Mandy at Short Socklings. And we were talking about how Hi. because 
of the last musical episode and because something so huge happened at the end of it I felt like I was just holding my breath for the entire episode mm-hmm. and nothing happened so really it was it was just really anticlimactic mm-hmm. I enjoy Heather's the musical more than I enjoy Carrie the musical but I thought that the Carrie the musical episode was better written than the Heather's the musical episode does that make sense it makes perfect sense okay which is so odd because it's the same writer yeah but that's not to, that's not to say that that person's not a good writer just mm-hmm. like by the way it's yeah. just that it's not something that personally catered to my tastes or your tastes yeah i i felt like the plot points were made for the songs rather than oh this song works for the plot point we were planning on doing mm-hmm. it was like we need to make this song make sense therefore this is where the plot's going yeah they really hacked up like the entire musical to try and force it to fit Riverdale and it just for example Cheryl and Tony broke up last episode so they could get back together for this episode because they needed Cheryl and Tony to sing Candy Store they needed Cheryl they needed Tony to sing Dead Girl Walking they needed you know they needed all of these things and then they needed them to sing 17 so they needed to come back together Hiram and Hermione they're having them have a divorce just so that Veronica can sing Lifeboat, and then what? The, it seems like maybe they're gonna get back together. Like, are they? I don't no. know. And then there's let's literally just give Archie a boxing gym just so that he, Josie can sing "Fight with Fight for Me" with him. Like, it's like things are just happening for the songs rather than the songs adding to the yep. thing. You know, with the Archie thing, it might be more of a coincidence that the song "Fight for Me" was done. Uh, like with the boxing so I think boxing can or yeah I think boxing was more um built into the show than like anything else in this episode but I do think it sure did work out nicely that Archie now owns a gym yeah you know Mm -hmm. I mean there's a lyric in the song that's well you punch real good yeah but I mean at the beginning of the season also Archie was fighting so it kind of works into that but on the whole like I wish they'd done something like Mean Girls because you can make Mean Girls fit anything i'd love for them to do mean girls eventually although there isn't any murder in it but then what's the point of doing a murder musical if there was no actual murder in the exactly but um mean girls is brand new so you can't get the rights to that for a couple years yeah but i mean like in a perfect world if you were going to do mean girls you could so easily do cheryl and tony as Mm -hmm. katie and and regina exactly and And then betty and veronica as gretchen and karen exactly it's so much more organic Mm mm-hmm so, yeah, and I mean... That's why I'm just waiting for Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde would have been Beach. fantastic. Lily is so freaking talented. Lily is L. Yeah. Changed my life. Also, yep. I did Legally Blonde, and um, yeah, I just want to know who plays my characters. Thanks. Well, I'm guessing if it's... Uh, you were, you played the mom, yes? I played the mom because I wasn't in actual class. I was just there to be ensemble for moral support. Alice. Um. <gasps> oh my god. Yeah. I'd be so proud. They could have done, like the exact same thing mm-hmm. but changed the stakes around it and it would have worked better than heather's because mm-hmm. for do like like you said doing a musical about murder should probably involve i don't know murder like i'm not out here wishing for someone to die but what yeah. is the point if you're not going to make any murder jokes in the first place you watch all of like this episode and you're like what the hell is heather's even about I was pretty convinced that Sweet Pea was going to die this episode. Yes, I was were. like, if somebody has to die, I think it's either going to be Reggie, which I once again was talking to Mandy about, mm-hmm. and or Sweet Pea. And the reason why I thought it was Sweet Pea was because he was... I mean, the main reason was because he was in New Orleans this week, and Vanessa and Drew were both posting things from actual set. 
So that was like the main reason. But also like we still I was really convinced that we were going to get what his real name was this episode because we got his like initials on the yeah the cast list. I thought that I was just disappointed that they gave him literally the main male role and he didn't hardly get to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of forgot until right now that he had the main male role. Yeah. Cool. And also I thought maybe we would learn his name like at his funeral. Mm, you know, like there's a dark thought. thought. Yeah, that's what I thought maybe they were gonna do. Anyway, I yeah. Anyway, since none of that came to pass, thanks for surviving, Sweet Pea. Yes. Oh my God. Thank you. I'm so glad. Like I stand him uh, staying alive. Yeah. Um. Should we get started about the episode? Um. So basically, we're just going chronologically through this. So I just wrote a giant summary. Um. Yeah. And then we're kind of just gonna go through it, and we we split it up between like thoughts about how the songs actually went like for example i went to theater school i don't know if you guys like knew that about me yeah it wasn't apparent or in your bio so mostly i'm gonna talk i feel like i just talk a lot about that when we do when they do the musical episodes it's a thing anyway and then we're also gonna talk about the plot of course and like for me like i didn't go to theater school i went to film school and i just like really love like television and stuff so i attack it from well how does this work story-wise whereas yeah. you attack it from how does this work with the musical mm-hmm. yeah Okay, so here is my long-ass summary. So a lot of things happened, and I'm summarizing it all right here, right now. Veronica. She learns that her parents are getting a divorce. Hiram says it's because Hermione had him shot twice. Well, you had someone shoot at her last year, but whatever. Mm. Veronica is sad, and so gets with Reggie. Now, Reggie is sad. Veronica got with Reggie, but it was about her parents? Kind of weird, kind of gross. Veronica asks her parents to come to the musical as one last happy memory. What? What? Kind of good, kind of gross. Kind of weird, kind of gross. I love it. I love it. Sorry. Archie. Archie is still all about Josie, but Sweepy finds out about it and is hurt that Josie turned him down because she didn't want a boyfriend and now is getting with Archie. Hurtful. Cheryl. Tony is announced as the choreographer for the musical. Cheryl continues to antagonize Tony to the point where she almost has a threesome on the high school auditorium stage with Peaches and Sweepy. What? Shoney make up though and everything was for nothing, I guess. Jughead. FP tells Jughead that someone stole the trailer they lived in. It was absolutely Gladys. Jug gets the serpents minus SPF to go find it. Betty and Jug go to see it, and he is sad that it has been turned into a drug lab. Bughead set it on fire and do it in a car because they're both into arson. (laughs) Betty. Betty realizes that Evelyn is using the musical as a recruitment tool to get people who are vulnerable into the farm, including a weird rave party thing at the sisters. Who knew Jughead could DJ? She sees a weird cult marriage thing happening between Fangs and Kevin, by Fangs confirmed, and reports it to Weatherby. Turns out we were right and Weatherby is in with the farm, so he doesn't do anything about it. At the end of opening night, the farm is all in the audience clapping, including Edgar himself. Oh my god. Should we just talk about Edgar, like, right off the bat? If you want. Oh my god. Okay, so, um, I'm gonna talk- I'm gonna start by saying, man, I wish they hadn't announced that casting. Yeah, I I was thinking that too. It's like, if it- like, this reveal would have- been amazing mind-blowing the people who aren't paying attention to the show first of all are not the people who you're trying to impress yeah like you're trying to impress everybody obviously but the people who care the most about the show are the people that you're trying to like really suck in Mm -hmm. obviously and the people who don't care that much about the show aren't paying attention to the casting announcements are the people who are going to be absolutely floored by this reveal and i was absolutely not because i knew it was going to be him exactly like the minute he stood up i was like oh it's Edgar, and like you know that moment itself is great Mm -hmm. like it's such a great dramatic moment like you know the episode certainly didn't end with a murder but it did end with a bang and it that was totally it but i was like what it would have been so much more satisfying if like freaking chad michael murray stood up and you're like 
Is that Chad Michael, Michael Murray? Murray? And then Evelyn would say, I knew my dad would like it. And you'd be like, <gasps> like face crack of the century. Yeah. But we already knew it was yeah, but Chad it, Michael Murray. And yeah, so, you know, yeah, we already yeah. knew it was coming and it was happening. So, yeah. which is too bad because it was like, oh, that would have been crazy. Uh, everyone in white in that scene, though. Yeah. That was so creepy. Mm hmm. Like, and they're all, and it wasn't even like all of the people in white are clapping. It's all of them are clapping in sync. In exact who, sync. Who claps like that? Yeah. I don't know. Crazy people. Yeah. Like, what? the fact that, like, they finished their number and none of, like, the regular parents started clapping. I was mm -hmm. like, why aren't you, like, this is so unrealistic. Yeah. The, I, I say that watching Riverdale. This is so unrealistic. It's yeah. Riverdale. Yeah. But I was like, mm, some things are not viable. But yeah. that moment was, that one, it was great. I'm mad that Alice wasn't in this episode when she, would she not go and see Betty in, on opening night? That sounds an awful lot like logic. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So we're going to go into some of the, just the, uh, what's the word? The, like the logistics of, of the songs. You know what's so weird? You were looking for a word. You know what was in my head? Mm. Logistics. Wow. Well, love that for us. Wish yeah. you would have said it. So I would have thought of it faster. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, like, like the logistics, um, I try to split up my, like, logistics notes and my plot notes separately, but if yeah. I missed some, then, like, my bad. Like, I'm, freaking just, oops. Yeah. Whoops. Oopsie freaking um, daisy. Okay, so we don't want to call anybody out, um, like, actual crew-wise, but, um, the choreo is not good. A mm, lot of arm work. Like, the whole time. Like, it's supposed to be Tony- Who's like I get why it's bad originally, but then it's supposed to be Tony who's choreographing, and it's still bad. I have questions that I won't get answers to. It's just um, I just have seen them do better. Like my next question yeah. was, why is it worse than all of the dance offs? There have been. Did you know that this show has dance offs? It does, and they're usually pretty good. I and mean, they're this they're, was not good. They're cringeworthy for sure. Yeah, but. At least technically you watch it and you're like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Like with, with this, yeah. like obviously the actors did the best with what they were given, mm -hmm. but especially when Cheryl and Tony were doing their dance off, I was like, why does this feel clunky? Mm -hmm. I feel like I was very aware of the way their bodies were moving and how like heavy an arm was. I know that this is supposed to be high school theater, but even when I was in high school, we had like a professional choreographer yeah. coming in, you know? And I know that Riverdale High has the budget, okay? Yeah, they heckin' do. I know that not everybody has this opinion, but I found uh, the arrangement of Candy Store to be very disappointing. Okay. I'm just going to be quiet for the next five minutes while Robin talks about how disappointing Candy Store was. I, well, first of all, everyone who has listened to last episode knows that Candy Store is my favorite song. Mm -hmm. Yes. And um, I was really excited about it. And um, I thought that they did an okay job, but the main best thing about candy store the thing that i love the most about candy store mm -hmm. is the harmonies and the best thing about it is that like at the very during every chorus in which there are three um they start with no harmonies slight harmonies and then major harmonies and it's awesome because it's a build-up yeah, yeah, yeah right and yeah. it's like every chorus is like getting like bigger and bigger and bigger and it's wonderful it's like really suspenseful it makes the song extra 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 good so can you like insert an example of the first chorus versus the last chorus to sure. like show everyone like what you mean and like why it works yes in terms of like the whole song and the build-up yes okay. here is that yeah honey what you
There you go. Okay. Um, so there, there was that. So that's what the best part about Candy Store is for me is like the chorus and then you get to hear the harmonies and like harmonies are meant to be really um, attractive mm-hmm. to, to your ears. Like that's like the whole point of them. I mean, I, yeah. So that's why they're my favorite part because I love harmonies. Yeah. And so the main reason why I found Candy Store incredibly disappointing is because they just chose not to do the harmonies. That was annoying because I love that song. Well, I love to hate that song mm-hmm. and I hate to love that song, but like it builds for a reason. Mm-hmm. It gets big and it gets stuck in your head for a reason and it's that friggin' chorus. Yeah. I, I just really think it would have been perfect to do the harmony. Like originally Cheryl, Veronica and Betty not doing the harmonies is like, you know, that's the first verse, but Tony is supposed to be one upping Cheryl. She's supposed mm-hmm. to be like, Cheryl, yeah. wait a second. My version is better than yours. Mm-hmm. And she comes in and sings doesn't the do way. the harmony. Sings the same that way. That would be literally perfect if she could do the harmony. And is it because she's just singing it by herself? Like she's supposed to have background dancers and maybe they're just not singing it with her. And that's why it's not the harmonies. Mm-hmm. But like if they had somebody else doing the harmonies with her, then that would make us be like, Oh, true. Tony's is better. You know? My problem with even, not even vocally, but during Candy Store, when they're doing the choreography, Cheryl's choreography visually was more interesting to watch because they were swinging hammers. Whereas Tony's was like, like dance sexy. Yeah. Kind of thing. And I was like, first of all, dancing sexy, ballad AF, Mm -hmm. but visually. Not in high school, though. Not different, not too different from what Cheryl was doing already. Yeah. I thought Cheryl's choreo was better. It was. And that's disappointing because Tony's is like narratively supposed to be better. Mm -hmm. And everything, didn't you say that they kind of changed the keys and stuff around too? Like, yeah. I said also last episode that I was going to complain whether they changed the lyrics or not. And I want to say that um, I am happy with what they did because the original lyrics are very good. But you know that the original lyrics are not a thing. Like you can't you can't sing those in high school. Yeah, NSFCW, not yes. safe for the CW. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they changed some of the lyrics to the high school version, and others not. And you know what? I'm happy with yeah, that. Yeah, it's literally the best of both worlds. Unfortunately, the high school lyrics aren't as good, but it makes sense that they would have had to change it. Some of them, I was just like, they would sing where there was clearly supposed to be a swear, and I'd be like, Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh. Yeah. So, okay. I just have, like, a lot of um, key smashing in my notes here, just about uh, the fact that they didn't do the harmonies. Yeah, so you were talking about how I... That wasn't a boot. A boot. Um, but... Take a shot. Are you talking to them or me? Them, not okay. you. Um, but we were saying that the they keep changing the pitch and, or and like, the key, mm-hmm. because, especially in the first song in, in Beautiful, they keep changing the key because they have Casey singing as mm-hmm. well as everybody else. Um, and... Most of these songs are supposed to be sung exclusively by Veronica, who's being played by Josie. Um, and I understand why they obviously changed it and everything, because they needed other characters other than Veronica, be- other than Josie to be singing. It's confusing when there's also a Veronica yeah. in the musical. There's a character named Veronica, and Veronica yeah. doesn't play her, but sometimes I guess she does. Yeah, I guess. So they keep having to change the pitch, and it'd be fine if it was just like the full song that they were changing the pitch for, but they just keep changing it in between like during the song and it's just really mm, i don't know that first song i was actually like (laughs) the second it started i became the chrissy teigen gif i was Mm. just like but i was kind of with it Mm -hmm. and then they sat down and started singing like in their heads and then they started doing synchronized choreography where they kind of just rock back and forth in their desks and i'm like i'm out (laughs) <laughs> like two minutes in and I was like, I'm out. Yeah. Like I, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I survived all of Carrie the Musical and actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I also would like to complain about the fact that there is nobody playing Martha. Who the hell is Martha supposed to be? So Martha is supposed to be Veronica's best friend. Okay. Um, and basically what happens in the musical is that the Heathers are like, Martha's a dork. And Veronica's like, well, I like Martha because she's my friend and she's been my friend since forever. Um, and they're like, well, be mean to Martha slash dump Martha as a friend or else you can't be friends with us and it's social suicide. And so Veronica's like, okay, sorry, Martha, I can't be your friend. Yeah. Which is obviously garbagey, I mean, but, stupid, but, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah. who Martha is. Of and course. she's like an important part of the musical because she is like a lot of the reasons why a lot of things happen. I think the problem is that in Riverdale, they didn't actually explain, like they did a little bit in sort of like the teen angst area, but they didn't actually explain what happened in Heather's. Yeah. So like, if you didn't know the plot of Heather's, which a lot of this generation, and by this generation, I mean mostly like what, Gen Z. I don't know. Um, I tried so hard not to say Zed. Like it hurt. Mm-hmm. And like millennials, like I feel like there's sort of like, I understand what Heather's is. Or I've seen Heather's, but a lot of people haven't. You would have no clue what Heather's about going right. into this episode. Because, mm-hmm. like, they started thinking about Martha. And I was like, who the hell is Martha? Here's the thing, also, is that it's like, I was fine with it when they were like, okay, so in Candy Store, they say things like, keep something like, um, mess with me and end up like her. And her in the song is supposed to be like, end up like Martha, who's embarrassing herself. And then Martha comes in and it's just like, oh my god, ha ha ha. And Veronica's like, yeah, totally. Just like setting her up for something terrible, right? So the the Veronicas, the Heathers are like, cool, yeah. You know, the Veronicas from the 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever listen to the Veronicas? I did. Me too. Yeah. So in the musical, like the the actual episode that we watched, they say, or end up like her. And they're not referencing anybody. They were like, end up like her. And I was like, like who? It doesn't make sense because nobody's freaking playing Martha. And everyone switched roles. Yeah. I was like, they'd be like, I, I didn't know who was singing or what about mm-hmm. because it was either half a musical, musical sequence that was happening in someone else's head mm-hmm. or they were rehearsing it, but no one was playing the same roles that they were in the previous number. Right. So none of it made sense to me. And that's okay. Riverdale doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But I want it to make sense in a way that I have fun with, not in a way that frustrates me. Another thing is that like at the very end when we see all of them like on the stage together, Tony is supposed to be playing like this other girl or whatever who was in the movie but wasn't in the musical, but she's dressed like she could be playing Martha. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, cool. So that's kind of what I was thinking, which would be fine if they hadn't literally said the the so- the line in the song, which is, Martha, are you free tonight? Yeah. And I'm like, who's Martha? <laughs> who's Martha? Martha May Huvier. She has the best lights. Hmm. That was a reference for all of my Grinch fans out there. Great. (laughs) Um, But like, you know, Veronica, well, Josie, who's playing Veronica, who is supposed to be saying this in the actual musical, says, Martha, are you free tonight? Because at the very end of the thing, she's like, everything is bad. I feel terrible about what I've done. Martha, are you free tonight? Can we hang out again? Because I feel terrible about what has happened. And Martha's supposed to be like, yes, of course we can. Except no one's playing Martha. And it'd be fine if they hadn't used the name Martha because Tony's playing a character that looks like a nerd or whatever. So whatever. But they use the name Martha. No one's playing Martha. Um, in Heather's, mm-hmm. isn't someone just supposed to like super die? Heather Chandler dies. JD dies at the end. Both Ram, Sweeney, and Kurt, who is basic. Okay, so Cheryl, Sweet Pea. That's another reason why I thought Sweet Pea was going to die because Sweet Pea's character dies at the end of the of the actual musical. Mm-hmm. Um, and Archie and Reggie are all supposed to die in the musical, and they just like didn't 
do any part of the murder part of the musical that takes place in a town where murder always happens. I guess. That is some wasted potential. One thing that I did actually really like about their uh, lyric choices is that they're using the lyrics with the name Veronica in them, which they are because of the character in the musical. There are lyrics in the musical with the name Veronica in them because that's her name. And they're using the lyrics with Veronica in them for actual Riverdale Veronica. Yeah, it worked out great. I think that was a good choice. And once again, I think that that was another example of them just bringing the plot in for the songs because they're like, let's put Veronica and Reggie together real quick just because we need Reggie to sing this part about thinking Veronica is cute. Or let's break them up so that he hits on her Mm -hmm. later. Yeah. And it's like, oh, now there's a decision to be made. Yeah. Yeah. And then another one, my next one was once again, they're making the plot fit the songs, which is... Just, just it's not stop i know? understand why you're doing it because it has to be like work with the musical and stuff but like i don't know i just it's really trying to fit a square peg into a round hole yeah fight for me is a song that only veronica sings i like that they changed it yeah to, to make a it a duet. duet yeah i liked that that's something that i liked um although it seems like kj isn't trying as hard as he used to I feel like the person who really was underused was Lily. Mm-hmm. Um, because she has just the most beautiful voice. I mean, Camila always has a gorgeous voice and, yeah. you know, everyone else's, but I feel like Lily was really underused and, like, she sounded so good. Mm-hmm. So that she always does. Yeah. Always does. Um, as long as you forget about her singing happy, happy birthday really essentially that one time, which made me really uncomfortable. Oh, from Mad World? Yeah. Lol. No, 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 no. Singing happy birthday to Jughead that one time in season one when she brings out the king, she goes... Happy birthday, Mr. President. So she's actually sung Happy Birthday twice, technically. When did she sing Happy Birthday? The, first the lyric Happy Birthday is oh. in Mad World as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Which I think was kind of a parallel. Weird. But but do you remember when she yes, sang? I, yes, I do. And then she, and she was literally wearing that... The same sweater. The same yeah. sweater. Uh, yes, I mentioned this already. I had problems with them just changing the key back and forth for the male singers. Yes. Uh, they paid Cole the big bucks to sing. <laughs> How do you feel about this? I... <laughs> I think it's funny just because I know that Cole did not want to sing. Mm -hmm. And so watching him sing makes me laugh a little bit just because I know that he is uncomfortable. But he killed it. I'm so proud of him. I cannot fault him. Okay, I can fault him for one thing, which is... Well, actually, I can't even fault him for that. Basically, he did uh, his best, he, the, the best he could. The one thing that I did want to fault him on was that um, he's off key for whenever he like is actually singing himself. We personally think that the person who sings the chorus with Lily is not actually Cole singing. No, um, because if you listen to him, his actual voice in the verses, um, he can't really. You know, I, I don't think he really. Cole can't carry a tune, he and can't. that's okay, neither can I. And the thing is that he knows that, and that's why he doesn't want to sing. Exactly. Right? So I can't fault him for that either. But what I can give him props for, majorly, is that the main problem that I had last season with the musical episode, I've mentioned this recently, is that the lip syncing wasn't accurate because people were just, it looked like they were just talking, you know? And singing takes effort, it takes strain, Mm -hmm. and you need to look like you're trying Mm -hmm. to make it look like you're actually singing. Yeah. And God, did Cole do such a good job! He committed. He was the most accurate he was the most accurate person who he looked like he was singing. Yep. He, he, you know, you could see the strain in his, in his throat. Yep. You could like, you know, he was the, the effort on his face. Like, I just want to give like the biggest props to Cole because even though he wasn't singing the chorus actually himself, he knows what it looks like to be singing. Yep. And, um, yeah, I'm just like proud of him for like actually doing it. Fantastic lip singer. I think he was great. Ultimately, 
he was great. And I'm just really happy with that. Yeah. Because it felt like they totally took my note oh, uh, yeah. personally. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that Cole could lip sync for his life on Drag Race? Um, I feel like uh, mouth-wise... And face-wise, yes. sure. Um, splits-wise, death drop-wise, maybe not. Mm, yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lifeboat was my favorite performance. Uh, Veronica singing Lifeboat. I thought that was my favorite one because I couldn't find anything wrong with it. I liked Seventeen. That was a good one. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was that was my favorite one. It would have been my favorite if Cole had been on key. I just, I just like that's kind of thing where I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah, like it sounded good and I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Betty and Veronica, it may. <sighs> It's hard to explain. But, like, Betty was playing Heather Duke and Veronica was playing Ma- Heather McNamara. Mm-hmm. And it needed to be that so that Veronica could sing Lifeboat because Heather McNamara sings Lifeboat. Okay. And it wouldn't make sense for Betty to be singing Lifeboat. Okay. Does that make sense so yeah. far? But character-wise, because because um, Betty and Veronica were so typecast in Carrie the Musical, it would have made more sense that Betty would have played Heather or Heather McNamara and Veronica play Heather Duke because Heather Duke is, like, meaner than Heather McNamara. I mean, they very easily could have just said, like, okay, this is Betty's part, but, like, Ronnie literally could have been, like, I know this is Betty's part, but I need to sing this right now. Mm-hmm. And just taken over so quickly. Yeah. Well, I mean, there you go. But <laughs> No, it's just, like... <laughs> We keep coming up with more efficient ways to have done this episode. <laughs> it's like, oh, none of this is reality. And none of it matters anymore. And speaking of FP. Wow. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Um, Jughead's line in the very last song is brand new sheriffs come to town. <gasps> so shout out to him's daddy. Who could that be about, I wonder? Uh, Martha, are you free tonight? Who is Martha? Hmm. Continuing on. Oh, my next thing is, I'm sorry, but Sweet Pea is the main male character and he's off to the side. He's literally the farthest. What was the, the point of even making him the main male character? Well, it was to like I thought that it was going to make more sense because Sweet Pea was going to um, be singing like "Dead Girl Walking" or something with Josie, which was going to make Archie jealous. You know, I just thought there was going to be more to that, but it really just seems like it's to make people uncomfortable a little bit. He didn't even get to sing that much. I feel like it was just to get him to the cast party so that he could see Archie and Josie making out. Mm. Again, wait, you know what we haven't even discussed the absolute ridiculous of? What? Why is Archie in this musical? Why is Archie at school? Is he in, is he still in school? Is he not, did he drop out? Uh, who knows? I thought Was he... Kevin like, let's make a special No, because he allowance? was in class. He was in class. Yeah. Archie, So he must be finishing high school and not going to college at all, even though it must be really hard to finish high school and balance owning a like a, a boxing a business yeah mm-hmm. um i guess ronnie manages well it, he's though. not even i mean who's playing for paying for the electric bill i'm guessing hiram pays for everything lucky hiram's like his platonic sugar daddy yeah um i think i have some more like um theater type notes later when we talk about plot um so can we move on to that hey robin hey Brittany. not to be dense okay what was candy store a euphemism for don't know like on the show but on or on in the musical. In the musical. I have no idea. What do you think it is in the show? In the show? Yeah. It's, a you know, what FP says. He says that it's like, it, I mean, all of the drugs are candy, so opening up the candy store again. It's like opening opening up the whole drug thing. Do you think Riverdale is one giant commentary on how sugar kills? Wow. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe the real killer was the sugar we ate along the way. Okay. All along. Thank you. So if you guys missed our announcement last episode, we are giving away two weekend passes to Sweet River Con. Woo-woo! 
It's very, very exciting. Um, we've got a quick survey in the description of this uh, podcast, and it's just a couple questions uh, so that we could give it to you if you um, want it. And the main thing to know is that if it says at the very end, the last question is, what would you have at Pops? And you have to say an AF burger, as in like an aficionados burger, AF burger, and then you will get two entries instead of one. And as burger. Yeah. Burgers. Burger AF. I'm not helping, I but I am s- making okay jokes. Ha- now I have to bleep you. Howie. So much extra work. Copy bar. <laughs> okay, plot time. What plot? Mm. Um, so basically the very first thing that happens is that Hermione is like, what? You can't do Heathers? That's bad. And Kevin is like, no, this is why it isn't. How is he supposed to convince Hermione that it's a good idea? Excuse me. A rousing musical number can solve any and all problems. Right. So obviously she was like, these kids are too talented to restrict them. Also, it's not even her business. She's the mayor, not the principal. Yeah, but she's also a concerned mother. I guess. Well, I guess. Veronica puts out a help wanted bouncer sign. So I guess Reggie officially quit. So, okay, okay. If you were walking into Pops and you didn't know there was a speakeasy underneath, <laughs> you'd be like, what the hell You're kind like, of establishment is this? Pop, are you okay? Like, Pop, what's going on? Why do you need a bouncer? Yeah. Veronica sings Set This Dump Ablaze, which is foreshadowing mm-hmm. for later in the episode when Jughead and Betty commit arson again. They set a dump ablaze. Yeah. Josie still won't date Archie. What? Which is confusing because I thought they were dating. Yeah. I thought they were an item too, but I guess they aren't. Like, they kept trying to schedule dates with each other. Yeah. That seemed to be pretty date-ish to me. But I guess they weren't going steady. Does anyone really clarify that in this day and age? If you just casually see each other at some point and be like, yeah, we're together. But, like, I'm just puzzled, I guess. It's clearly something that they did for this, and I'm irritated by it. Kevin says Cheryl gave herself the role. You're the director, Kevin. You're the director. You give her the role, but you're just too scared of her to not give her the main role. I mean, if Cheryl bossed you around, you'd be afraid of her too. Yeah, I'd probably, like, tell somebody if I felt like Cheryl was bossing me around. Yeah, you would tell an adult? Yeah. What adult would you tell in that universe? Uh, None of them are responsible enough to tell. Then I would move away. I'd say, Mom, we can't live here. And you'd move to Greendale. No, ma'am. <laughs> My next question, and a lot of these are just, have a lot of, there's a lot of question marks here that I don't think we actually have real answers to. I just, like, feel like if I ask them, maybe someone who's listening to this will have the answer for me, Plus and they it, might help. Yeah, it's fun to, um, throw dumbass ideas back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. So my next question was, what made Evelyn okay with doing Heathers instead of Godspell? Like, it seemed like they oh were, like, God. really, like, we're doing Godspell, and then I guess Kevin was like, hey, Cheryl says we're doing Heathers instead. And what Evelyn was like, thinks about what Heathers is about. Yeah, let's do that instead. It kind of makes me wonder if this is one of Evelyn's acts of teenage rebellion, or maybe she didn't want to do Godspell. Maybe she really wanted to do Heathers. Mm. So she was like, yeah, let's well, do I it. Well, I would. Yeah, like, if you had to choose between the two, Heathers. So even though I'm sure this isn't true, I like to think of it as Evelyn going, what my dad doesn't know won't hurt him. Mm -hmm. She's like, "Mm, this will work for my manifesto. Exactly. I just wanted to give a shout out. This is one of the things that I really liked about the episode, that they remembered that Fangs was in a relationship with Midge. And someone remembered Midge. Yeah. Well, a lot of people remembered, at least two people remembered Midge. Yeah. I mean, has anyone remembered Dilton? No. No. (laughs) But hey- at least Midge was there. Mm-hmm. And that's, for this show, that's progress. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for remembering. Yeah. They don't always remember things, but they remembered about Fangs and Midge. Thanks. 
That was wholesome. Kevin says that they are getting a choreographer and Cheryl looks so hopeful. I'm like, Cheryl, do you think that he's going to pick you without even having a conversation with you about it? Oh, wholesome though. Probably. If, if like, I would be kind of messed up if someone, obviously I'm not good enough to be a choreographer and Cheryl is, but like, if someone was like, Robin is the, or if they were like, hey, we, so, um, I, we figured out that we need a choreographer and it's going to be Robin. I'd be like, um, I did not say yes to this. I'm not qualified for this level of responsibility. I don't feel great about that. Plus, um, you'd also have to balance being the lead with that. Yeah, exactly. Cheryl mentions a chainsaw. She says, does anyone have a chainsaw? Which is a reference to the movie. Mm-hmm. Because Heather Chandler says, me gently with a chainsaw. And it's an iconic line. It is, and I have said it. Yeah. Um. Okay, so... I do have questions for you. Okay. What level of gay scheming do you think it was that made Kevin decide to hire Tony as the choreographer? I wonder, because it seems like Tony isn't actually, wasn't in the she wasn't cast in until yeah. then. Yeah. Which is confusing if she's playing the Martha character, but nobody's Martha. Like, Martha is very important to the musical. Someone has to be playing Martha, especially since they said Martha's name. Yeah. If somebody hasn't seen the musical... I'd be like, who's Martha? This, oh my God, you know what? Let's just rename this podcast to Where's Martha? Who's Martha? Martha? (laughs) When is Martha? Hmm. I don't know about the gay scheming. Maybe, um, oh, you know what? I think probably Evelyn was like, Kevin, don't you need a choreographer? You know, he'd be a great choreographer just to annoy Cheryl so that she can recruit Cheryl. (gasps) That's true because I did get kind of an inkling during the party rave scene Mm -hmm. where kids were jumping. Yeah. And things. Yeah. Um, that she was trying to recruit Cheryl, but then that didn't go anywhere. Well, actually, um, I think in the summary for next episode, they say that Betty is getting help uh, with from Cheryl infiltrating the farm. And there's been um, some promotional yes. photos with Cheryl and Edgar. So I think that's probably what's happening is she's trying to recruit Cheryl and Betty's like, Cheryl, help me. Don't become one of the farmies. Oh my God. Can we talk about how Edgar is probably going to try and charm Cheryl and Cheryl's going to be like, wrong tree. <laughs> I am a gay. I am a lesbian. Sorry. When they're all like lying on the ground, I think uh, Evelyn says something about the you inside of me and the me inside of you. And the me inside of me is a song in the musical. Okay. So there you go. So that's where she got that from. Yeah. But also, oh God, that every time Evelyn's on screen, I want to scream. Mm -hmm. She drives me nuts. She was like spouting that pseudo psychological bullshit. And I was like, shut up. Do you hate Evelyn more than Ethel? No. Me neither. I hate Ethel more. There's Ethel. I mean, like, I hated past Ethel, but now I miss Ethel. I do not miss Ethel. I do wonder where she is, though. Like, she would have been great for Heather's the Musical. She would have, I mean, not to typecast, but she would have played Martha, and then it would make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I don't know. I, I need Ethel and Evelyn to be at their both peak annoying in the same episode to judge who I hate more. Yeah. Okay. When they're doing Candy Store, Tony, I think it, I think it's during Candy Store, Tony says, like, Cheryl, I'm just trying to be professional. Yeah, yeah, it was right before Candy Store. I respect that. I respect the heck out of that. Yeah. Can I tell you a story? Yes. One time I was helping direct a little play, mm-hmm. and, well, I was just coming in to, like, give some notes and stuff, and there were two actors who had to play love interests who I was friends with. This is hard to explain without totally just outing people. Um, but like I was going back to my high school to help some people out with some of their little shows that they were putting on. Um, and two of the 
actors who were my friends because we were all in theater class and theater class is like every grade, right? Yeah. So I had graduated. They had not graduated yet. Does that make sense so yes. far? I knew that they used to be together and just recently got went through a breakup. Okay. Um, and so they had to play love interests in the show, even though they had just broken up. Oh boy. So I watched the whole show and I was writing like my little notes and stuff. And at the end I was like kind of going around to each little couple and I was like, this is what I think you should do. This is what I think, you know, this is kind of like the essence to have. This is what I think that you should do. And when I got over to them, I was like, come on over here. I got it and I was like, I want you guys to take your baggage and I want you to put it in your pocket because it has no place in the show. <gasps> that would have been the perfect thing to say to them. I know. I love it. That's why I'm like, shout out to Tony. Yeah. Take your baggage, put it in your pocket because it has no place in this show. But at the same time, Tony did take a job that she knew would irritate Cheryl. That's true. But maybe Tony likes choreography and this is an opportunity for her. But if Tony likes choreography, shouldn't we have heard about it before now? Well, she was in The Vixens. And she, like, did that whole dance and everything. That's true. Yeah, okay, that's true. Yeah. Fair enough. When Betty goes over to Evelyn, she's like, I know what you're doing. And Evelyn says, I'm lowering Sweet Pea's solo. Which probably was Freeze Your Brain, which is, like, the JD's main song in the musical. That you wanted to hear. That I'd love to have heard. Sounds too unrealistic, though. Hmm. Anyway, thanks for... I mean, at least they're, like, mentioning that there are other songs. It's true. You know? Yeah, I mean, again, doing the bare minimum. Um, Evelyn says that they're, uh, she's throwing a party. And you know what? Come in costume. I would be like, no. Why? What is the point of this for the farm? Like, like, what weird ulterior motive does she have for everybody to come in costume? Aesthetic. I guess. She was like, I want everything to look like the 80s. Whatever. FP says that he wasn't sure he was going to tell Jug about Tent City and the trailer being stolen. Would he not find out eventually? Yeah, wouldn't he visit Tent City as the King of the Serpents? Yeah. Wouldn't he notice that um, as the King of the Serpents, his <laughs> throne was gone? Yeah, and his literal house. Yeah, his, yeah. His, old, his old beautiful house on wheels. So here's a question that I have that I actually would love your, your uh, opinion on. Mm-hmm. Are Hiram and Hermione going to get back together? Did they just need this conflict for the episode? No, I think they're apart for a while. They could get back together later, but I don't think they're going to reconcile in the next episode. Yeah. I think that narratively, it is more interesting to have Veronica go through a brutal divorce with her parents Mm -hmm. because it finally gives Veronica somewhere to go in a storyline. Do you think that them separating the Lodge parents was going to be before, of course, Luke Perry's untimely death. death. Yeah. Was was that going to be like Hermione and Fred were going to get back together? Um, I'm of two minds about this because while I would like for that to happen, nothing has really indicated that the show was planning on that. Yeah. Um, we're just kind of reading into subtext because you know, we watched the first season and we understand continuity. Yeah. And I mean, like, no tea, no shade. Like, I obviously adore the show, but the writers aren't always the most like continuitous 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 is a word that i've just okay so i I don't know what do you think i got i would like for them to continue to stay separate to stay separated but it's not we've just had so many examples of the show just being like here's a conflict for one episode so that it works because this is our like most important episode of the of the season slash other than the episode that goes right before the finale because the finale never matters finale never matters yeah um they're talk- they they're- think it's also a crime for Hiram and Hermione to still be together. So it's true. They're coming so to they're- arrest you. Yeah. Um, but then at the end when... Still going. She Give sees... It eh, it's very a- loud. It's ambient. That's vi- that might be under us. 
it's for sure under us. Cool. Um, so crime. Uh, Love crime. But I don't know. I kind of also got the feeling that like Veronica like sees her parents sitting together in like literally the front row and it's like, maybe they'll after I'm my musical. They was, like, I don't know. You think? I hope not. For me, it was more like she saw her parents and saw how awkward they were and how uncomfortable. And she was kind of like, okay, maybe this isn't right for them. Good. I hope so. But I think that scene served more of a purpose to be like, they were able to put aside their crap with each other and show up for her, mm-hmm. which is something that is really important in a divorce. I mean, my dad can't relate, um, uh, but... But, like, they're literally sitting beside each other being like, so you, uh, so y- you tried to have me killed, huh? And she's like, so you had tried to have me killed. And like, oh! And he's like, well, you weren't supposed to die. You were just supposed to get shot at, Hermione. <laughs> so... And she's like, that's, that's not fair. better. <laughs> yeah. So Evelyn is into underage mushrooms and alcohol, but not antidepressants. Hmm. 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 What's with the mushrooms? Ma- I believe they, they were maple mushrooms, yes? Or something like that, yeah. And I'm like, first of all, maple mushrooms would actually make me like mushrooms. Your question was, um, are the shrooms fizzle rocky? Because maple. Yeah. Because, like, the candy man, like, his front was... The sugar man. Yeah, the sugar man, sorry. The sugar man's front was maple syrup. Yeah. Now we have maple mushrooms, we have fizzle rocks, we have jingle jangle. Like, there's their whole candy theme at the maple club, mm-hmm. which is t- tied to a blossom. Yeah. Like, I understand that these are all, like, little, like, you know, north... New, northern New York slash little Canadian references mm-hmm. but I don't know for me it does make me wonder there has to be something up with those mushrooms and also Hiram is now staying at the five seasons where his mistress was staying just saying and in the same uh, hotel as the Maple Club yeah so Kate all right I'm gonna throw something out of whack at you okay Hiram and Penelope um I'd rather die but it could happen but Penelope and Hal is my ship stop I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> Sweet Pea sees Josie and Archie. Why do we still not know his real name? Just something that I want to I know. I think his real name is Sweet Pea. I think it's not. He signed NM. No, I think he popped out of his mom and she was like, what a Sweet Pea. And, that's and they were like, name. got it. And NM is actually like, just like his middle name and his last name. Okay. Sweet Pea Neiman Marcus. Neiman? It's the name of a department store. Neiman oh. Marcus. Oh. That's all I think of when you say NM. I'm like, oh yeah, Neiman Marcus. That store. It's not funny when you have to explain the joke. Jughead is a DJ. A hidden talent. Who knew? Didn't even know he knew anything about music. They're like, yeah, can you literally just play the Heather soundtrack? And he's like, yeah, yeah. I, can, I have a Spotify subscription. I'm good. <laughs> Sorry, wait. Riverdale equivalent of Spotify? Um, Spotify. Dotify. Oh. Spot dot. Mm-hmm. Dotify. That's good. Yep. Yeah. The article that I read, first of all, I always like check this girl at Insider. TV Insider? This is insider.com. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, I like Insider. Her name is Angelica Oswald. And before we record a podcast, I literally go check her article every single time. Okay. Because she always does things like details you may have missed on the latest episode of Riverdale. And sometimes I do catch them and other times I don't. So that's why I like always check her thing. And I just want to give her a huge shout out because she really does catch things, especially the stuff about um, the actual movie, which is what I'm about to bring up um, because I have not seen the movie. Um, And one of the things that was in there uh, in Heather's big fun is a band whose song is called teenage suicide. Don't do it. Okay. All right. Hits number one on the charts. People in the movie are seen wearing shirts that say big fun on them. So that's your reference. Reggie's like, maybe we're supposed to be together. Maybe we're end game. That's soft. Reggie is soft and veggie for life. He said the forbidden word. Yeah, but it was cute when he said it. Yeah. Because, 
I don't know. I've just like, ever since I started reading the comics, like literally when I was like, so, so, so tiny, it was always Veronica and Reggie in my soul. Yep. So Same. I just like want that for them. Kevin has a midge hallucination. I thought that was dope. They brought her back for just to do, do that little thing. Yep. And yeah, I like when I saw that, I was like, oh, I thought that was the thing that I was waiting for. You know, I was like was, waiting for yeah, something scary to happen. I 100% thought so too. I thought that that was going to be it. I was like, of course this would happen to the sisters. Yep. Nothing good has ever happened to the sisters. But then. And, but it wasn't real. And I was like, well, how are they wearing the exact same thing that Midge was wearing? And then they showed it was actual Midge. I was like, ah. Yeah. I thought it was a cool hallucination. It made sense. No, it totally did. Thanks it was for just bringing like, it back. It was just like wow midge is dead and no one ever really talks about it yeah evelyn is like everybody go around the circle and say like something you've never told anyone i want to kill her i was like wait a minute isn't that part of the farm's initiation you have to unburden all of your secrets yeah (gasps) true but she said something that you've never told anyone before and that's like really hard for me because i'm a sharer i can't think of one thing that i've never told anyone oh i have like 30 things i've never told anyone but (laughs) i would never tell it yeah someone said tell something you've never told anyone i'd be like no because i didn't tell anyone for a reason so i'm not going to tell this group of people including a cult leader's daughter this secret but evelyn is supposed to play the guidance counselor in the musical that basically does the same thing where she like makes everybody is like is everybody okay let's have a like nice chat well collectively evelyn went way too method with that because she really thinks like when she touched betty's hand to be like i'm sensing i was like shut up yeah shut up yeah fangs is that he sees midge in nightmares as well so now they have a connection he has a connection with kevin here's the thing it would make more sense for their like weird marriage thing i'm just gonna keep calling it a marriage because i literally have not been told what it actually was but um that's fair they she says like maybe they like have a connection or whatever and fangs and kevin don't even look at each other like it would make more sense if they had a moment where fangs and kevin were like maybe we do have a connection but they didn't it would make more sense to me if fangs and kevin had really interacted at all yeah for most of this season yeah but instead they kind of just threw them together and now they're like married slash fake married. What up yeah. with that? Continuing on with like the other things that they're like learning about each other, which nobody has told anyone before, mm-hmm. except th- just nobody's listening to that. Nope. <laughs> that rule. They're just telling secrets. Um, but no one knows that Archie was getting with Josie. And Sweet Pea, Sweet Pea, maybe this wasn't the time to do it, but he's being open and honest and I love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, just so you guys know, I got with Josie originally and I wanted to be in a relationship with her and she didn't want to be in a relationship with me. She said she didn't want to be in a relationship at all. And so I was kind of bummed seeing her like macking on Archie because yeah, that just messed me up a little bit. When you're that level of angry though, you want people to know that someone else has done you wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I get that. But yeah, no one knew that Archie was getting with Josie. Betty is like, what Archie? No one knew. And Veronica didn't even know. And, And Reggie's like, oh, so you know, you just got with me because you know, knew that Archie had a new girlfriend. And it's like, no, but now I'm extra sad. Okay, but in terms of, like, who Archie would tell, it would probably be Betty mm-hmm. or Juggy. Yeah. Why didn't he tell anyone? Probably because it wasn't a for real thing yet. Yeah. But, like, it, it, thinking about that actually made me realize how isolated Archie's been from That's the rest true. of the gang for the last couple episodes. Because Betty is best friends with Veronica and Jughead is with Betty, so it's like, who can I talk to about this that isn't going to go running back to Veronica? Yep. It seems to me that the show has taken great pains to actually separate Archie from the pack. Mm-hmm. And we know from experience that we we do enjoy Archie when he's not around the others. Because yeah. he's less annoying. Mm-hmm. But I always miss Archie and Jughead. Yeah. I miss that relationship. So it would have been a great opportunity for like a little bit of conflict between Betty and Jughead. Just like 
you know, just a tiny one. Yeah, who's and on good who's side? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Veronica upset at Josie? It doesn't seem like she's upset at Josie, but if uh, if it was me, I probably would be. Well, if Ronnie thought that it wasn't serious, she would probably be more upset at Archie just because she used to date Archie. Mm-hmm. And with Josie, like, they're friends, though. Yeah. I know that the pool is small in Riverdale, but, like, there's still, like, a girl code. I wish they talked about it. Yeah. I wish that Josie had other female relationships Mm -hmm. or any relationship that wasn't Archie. Yeah, we don't even see her talking to her mom anymore. Val. Yeah, where's Sierra? Yeah. Oh, boy. Macking on her new husband. She's valid. Yeah. Have you seen him? He's handsome. He's super handsome. Yeah. Uh, now we have this conversation with Josie and Archie and Josie is like just picking up snacks and putting them in her bag. Like I relate, but like what? <laughs> I know. I was like, is this like supposed to be like something where like when Josie's really sad, she just eats Twinkies? I guess. And I'm like, y'all didn't follow through on that, but I'm going to infer that and think that she's valid. Yeah. Cheryl says to Evelyn, like, what's your damage, child of the corn? What's your damage, Heather, is a line Veronica says to Heather McNamara in Heather's Child of the Corn is a reference to Stephen King's Children of the Corn. Yeah. Thanks. Evelyn knew that Tony wearing red was not allowed. Like, did Evelyn, did Evelyn see Tony and was just like, oh my God, time to go tell Cheryl about it. Like, she's like, you might want to see what's going on in the hallway. I'm Which like, what? Weird. Who are you even? I'm sure I've seen Betty and Veronica both in red before. Yeah. At least Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Like, I know red, red is like, obviously Cheryl's color, but like. It's not like nobody else is allowed to wear red. It's because her whole outfit is red? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's just, like, I don't know. It's just, like, such a weird reason to, like, put conflict in there when it probably would have been more intriguing if Evelyn had caught Tony hitting on another woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which then she goes and does anyway. Yep. Which is what Cheryl was worried about when she was spending so much time with the poisons and with peaches. And now she's like, Tony's like, okay, well, I guess I'll get with peaches then. And I mean, I understand that Cheryl is supposed to be like very like aesthetic and like uh, sometimes even to the point of like, like vapid. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, the movie, when Hermione in the movie accidentally alerts herself by going, oh my God, is that what the back of my hair looks like? And I'm like, well, that was stupid. Uh That's what the red moment felt like to me. Where I was like, is this really what it's going to be? I always liked that that moment in the movie. It was so not Hermione. Book Hermione never would have cared what the back of her hair looked like while uh, she was I guess I just I guess I just found it relatable. It's relatable, but if you think about Hermione as a person, mm-hmm. the only time she ever cared about her hair was at the Yule Ball. Yeah. Every other time, like, Hermione never would have stepped and alerted herself to her time-traveling other self just to look at her own hair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Is Cheryl actually making Tony change schools? That's another thing is yeah. they're just adding this line so that Tony can say, Monday 8am I'll be deleted. I guess. Okay. Wouldn't it have been better to kick her out of the pretty poisons? Yeah. Wouldn't it have been better to have like a who picked who side in the poisons thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now we've got Tony singing Dead Girl Walking Um, and both of us really disliked I like the way that she sang it. I yeah. just think I just think it was a really, really bad choice. I did not like it and you did like it but we both didn't like it for different reasons we sure did wow we contain multitudes Mm -hmm. there are so many different reasons to dislike this choice Mm -hmm. why don't you go ahead and you go first okay first of all i'm of two minds here Mm -hmm. because the part of my mind that is like love Tony is like yes girl do what you want like you know if you want to like if you want to get weird have a threesome have a threesome i don't 
care. And then I'm like, oh, also she's 16. But, um, yeah. so, sorry, 17. And I was like, oh my God, like, you know, like, go ahead, get it. And then I was like, first of all, yeah, she's 17. Isn't it? But it's also reminding us that she is bi, which I appreciate. That's, that's the thing is like, I do like that they don't erase her bi-ness. But she could have, instead of being like, both you and you, she could have been like, this one, eh, this one, eh, and then make a like decision. picked between. Yeah. But it does sort of accidentally, and I'm, I know this sounds nitpicky, so like, if you don't agree with me, that's fine. But it does sort of accidentally reinforce the bisexual unicorn trope, which is that, like, bisexual women are always down to be in threesomes. Yeah. Um, so, like, a, a, any bisexual woman who's been hit on will probably tell you that someone will ask them if they're down for threesomes. Mm -hmm. And it's because they always assume that because you like both genders, that means that you want to sleep with both genders at the same time. Yeah. Um, so that kind of accidentally reinforced that. That is nitpicky. Um, so on the one hand, I'm uncomfortable. And on the other, I'm just kind of like, I need to let it go. Mm -hmm. But all in all, I didn't love it. But I also like, I see what they were trying to do. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Why didn't you like it? Well, you're gonna make fun of me because it's like the most obviously Robin reason to dislike it. Okay. It's because Tony and Sweet Pea have been, although, you know, we haven't seen as much of their relationship as we have of Betty and Veronica or like whatever. Like obviously they're not, I mean, Tony is now, but they're not main characters. But we have seen Tony and Sweet Pea be maybe best friends. You know, like they were they were part of the core four that I really cared about in season two. Mm -hmm. They were, you know, never did we ever get an inclination that they were ever romantically or sexually involved at all. You know, they would often just like stand next to each other and be like, this guy, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, whenever Jughead was doing something like that one time at the White Worm where Sweet Pea was like playing uh, the um, the game and they had just been moved to like Riverdale High and Jughead was like, this is stupid. And they were like, dude, as long as I'm getting an education, I don't care. Exactly. You know, they're just like, they are best friends. They, it's just hard for me to believe. And I know that I'm projecting things on Sweet Pea that maybe aren't even canon, but we obviously know that he's very, he's thoughtful and he's open and honest and he's been really, really good friends with Tony for a really long time. I've really find it hard to believe that that without even a conversation Tony would be or Sweepy would be like cool finally an opportunity mm -hmm. even though he knows this is about Cheryl he knows this is a rebound off Cheryl if he had feelings for Tony this whole time would he not be like can we have a conversation about this I kind of want this to be about me and not about Cheryl but at the same time you're attributing more emotional involvement there than they have because at the baseline of it it was just a teenage dude who wanted to get laid or be in a threesome but it's his best friend it doesn't some some of the times those things don't matter especially that makes if you me like, not want to have friends especially no no no, no. in in terms of like dumbass teenagers they're just like they might have had the relationship but it's like hey i'd be down if you'd be down but if you're not down i'm cool just being friends forever i guess but like why it's just like also tells me that boys and girls once again boys and girls can't be just friends it's just like not a thing that exists you know i mean they totally can be it does reinforce that trope yeah um i thought that your objection was going to be that they were going to get down on the stage and that was that was my other on one <laughs> but my main was about one was about sweet pea okay. because we like, we know that he's just, like, really open and honest about things. And it's like, I don't know, isn't that going to ruin your relationship? You guys have had such a good friendship this whole time. And now know. it's going to make you feel, like, uh, I don't know. Also, it's on, once again, Tony is just like, yes, last episode I had sex in a restaurant establishment. And this time I'm going to do it on this stage in, uh where I'm gonna, what, pretend there's an audience? Tony's exhibition kink has been confirmed. And, uh, cool. So, also, 
y'all aren't going to say anything. And then as soon as everybody gets up there performing, then it's just like, I don't, I don't want to hear. I don't want the Glee version of a threesome. Uh, uh, it was just, it was weird. It was a weird way to get Tony to a place where she wanted to take Cheryl back. I did not like it. That was my, probably my least favorite part of the show, of the, of the episode. All right. Um, and my second least favorite part was this next one. Which is what? How did Evelyn get fangs in on this? What a good question. Because literally she's maple like- Maple mushrooms. Oh, maple mushrooms. Mm. Also, like, even though they're both seeing Midge in their head or whatever, they're seeing her in completely different ways. Fang sees her in nightmares, which makes sense because he had a relationship with her. He was like, you know- Dating her. Dating yeah. her. So so he, he had an emotional attachment to her. Kevin feels responsible just because he made her the person who was- Front, front, front center stand, yeah. instead of Cheryl. But one of the things that we thought was really stupid is the fact that everyone was wearing 3D glasses. And when Betty sneaks into the Sisters of Quiet Mercy building to spy on Evelyn and the farm, she finds Kevin and Fangs involved in a ceremony where other people in attendance are wearing 3D glasses. In Heather's, Veronica has a dream about Heather Duke's funeral in which everyone at the church is wearing 3D glasses. Yep. So it's a reference to the movie. Okay. That's fine. But... But what is this? A wedding? Like a swearing ceremony? What is kind that- of ceremony is this? Like- Our Love is God is, like, you're supposed to watch it and Veronica and JD think that it's a very, very romantic gesture. You know, they're in love and stuff. But, like, when you listen to it, it's like, there's a point in which, here, let me get you some lyrics. I worship you, I'd give my life for yours. You j- you don't even know each other. Kevin and Fangs? Okay. Um, but wait, where's the... We can start and finish wars. We're what killed the dinosaurs. We're the asteroid that's overdue. The dinosaurs choked on the dust. They died because God said they must. The new world needed room for me and you. Okay? So that's the first one. Okay. And then it gets creepier. I don't see how it could. It sure does. One sec. Let me find it. Oh, and then and then JD starts singing this, right? So he gets creepier while Veronica's like, whoa, um, what's going on here? And mm-hmm. he says... We can start and finish wars. We're what killed the dinosaurs. We're the asteroid that's overdue. The dinosaurs will turn to dust. They'll die because we say they must. Okay. Rather than God said they must. Okay. I worship you. I trade my life for yours. We'll make them disappear. We'll plant our garden here. Our love is God. It's like literally, it's a very creepy song. Yeah. That starts like, this is so romantic and ends with, you're a crazy person. Which is a great song for Evelyn, just by the way. Totally. But like, Evelyn's choice, like- Kevin, as the director of the musical, should know what this song is about and should know that this is a very scary song. Maybe it was meant to convey the... What was it called when Alice... I don't know why it's left my head. Uh Uh, When Alice was initiated, what is that called? A baptism? A baptism. Maybe that was like the male version of the baptism. Oh. I don't know. What, dudes need like a partner? Or something? I'm not sure. Like, it just felt like... There had to be a purpose for it beyond what we were seeing. One of the things that messes me up most most about this, first of all, with it just being kind of like uncomfortable, but also the fact that we see Kevin and Fangs after this and they're and nothing has changed. Yeah. Like they're acting completely exactly the same. They're like, I'm like hey, we kiss, but no biggie. I'm like, what's different now? Apparently nothing. And like even Kevin was like, No, I don't want to dang- date Fangs like back in season two before Midge was dead. Yeah. And I don't now know. he wants to marry Mary, I say with quotes. I mean, shout out because now Fangs being bisexual is confirmed. Yes. Which is which great. Which we always suspected. Which we always suspected and support, obviously. Um, was this the way I wanted to learn it? Not no, really. No. Um, also, it was Drew's first on-screen kiss. Love that, that for him. so cute. Love that for him. Any other thoughts on Fangs and Kevin? No. 
Okay. Uh, did they give Archie a boxing ring just so he can sing Fight For Me? We talked about this already. Yeah. Um, so are Josie and are Archie official now? I guess. I don't know. I mean, that's what we thought before, and it just keeps being like, no. So I don't know. Um, Weatherby has read Edgar's manifestos and is in with the farm, which we called. That was, yeah. Yeah. Shocking, though. Um, like, Jug- why Weatherby? Weatherby? Oh, because he's like a person of authority. That's true. Jughead calls Betty. The trailer is at Junkyard Steve's, which what isn't at Junkyard Steve's? Yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, Cheryl at her house is dressed exactly like Heather Chandler in the movie. Like, exactly. So iconic. Like, to the jacket. Yeah. Um, and she, uh, Tony brings her in, like, some tea, and she says, is that drain cleaner? And that's how they kill Heather Chandler, is that they're like, here's some tea, and she's like, thanks, glug, 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 death. Wow, if you hadn't watched Heather's, I don't know, like me, you would have been really lost by that drain cleaner <laughs> comment, but yeah. just not said anything about it. Yeah. Oh, here's a great question. Did Cheryl watch Heather's with her mom? Penelope brings it up in the Midnight Club. Probably. Because they, like, talk about clicks, and Penelope says, what, if you've never seen Heather's? <gasps> I wonder if that's a fun Penelope-Cheryl thing. It probably is. Yeah. Well, fun is yeah. an interesting word to use. Um, another name for one of the serpents is tonsils. What the hell? Where do you get these names? Maybe he got his tonsils out right after he joined. Maybe. Pick literally any noun, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it was my next note. Jughead says, and I quote, this was my childhood home. My mom destroyed it. Hmm. Betty can relate. Yep. They sing 17. This song is beautiful, but you are in a drug lab right now. Yeah, they're singing and I'm like, "Mm, isn't there like, I don't know, like fizzle rocks around you? Yeah. Like, aren't there fumes? Are y'all safe in there? Jughead says, hey, Betty, here's what I'm thinking. We should steal the trailer while everyone's at the play. I'm like, Jughead, Betty is is in in the the play. play. (laughs) And apparently so are you. Yeah, for the very end. For, for some reason that we don't, like, it seems very ham-fisted in terms yeah. of giving us. Like, yeah. I'm like, what was the reason again? Like, when I was in Pride and Prejudice, we would have, like, the, a point during the curtain call, not during the end song, during the curtain call, in which a lot of the crew would come out and they would also bow and everyone would go, yay, also congratulations, yay crew, you did such a good job. Of course, naturally. But they don't have to sing. I mean, Pride and Prejudice wasn't a musical, but like- They don't have to do any of the choreo or things like that. They just bow. Yeah. Yeah. And Jughead's like, I'm not in the, I'm not in the cast. And I'm like, why do you know the choreography? Yeah. I'm Hiram and I hit eggs with tiny hammers and then I don't eat them. Why didn't he eat it? I, if- Honestly, if I were Mark Consuelos, I think a funnier acting choice would have been for him to just pick up the egg and walk away with it. <sighs> I was hoping he was going to pick up the egg and throw it at a wall. Oh, that or maybe been- <laughs> right in Veronica's face. Oh my god, that would have been good too. That would have been good too. <laughs> yeah. Be like, take your egg. Take your egg. Take your heckin' egg. Um, Hiram had Ver- had Hermione shot at. We knew that. Yeah. But yeah. We thought maybe that Veronica knew that H- Hermione had Hiram shot. Yeah, I don't know why we thought that. But we, but she didn't. She asked Jughead to find out, and then she chose not to find out. Yeah. After Jughead exactly. figured it out. Exactly. Okay. They break up Hiram and Hermione just for Lifeboat, which is the song that she sings. I appreciate that it's about her family and not about Reggie or Archie. Yeah, it's not about a man. Because at Ronnie's core, it's always going to be the lodges. Yeah. So I appreciated that. Um, yeah, my next question is, Kevin is just normal now after his wedding thing? Whatever. Sure. Who knows? Kevin's like, I don't know what happened. I was on maple mushrooms. (laughs) Um, FP got punched by a fizzlehead. Gladys still doesn't tell him, fizzlehead, my new ship, fizzle rocks and jughead. Wow. Gladys still doesn't tell him that's the last straw for jughead. Nope. What? You don't think it was? No, I just think, I I just think like she's garbage. Oh, FP saying candy store last app. That was definitely a hint. And I am very pleased. Yeah, I'm very happy. Mm -hmm. Oh, I wanted to give a shout out. This is another, like, I'm now going to go back into like theater school mode. Okay. Um, just so I can yell at Betty. Um, but also 
what you do in theater school, and obviously Kevin has like taught them this, which I love, is when uh, people come down and they say, hey, you have 10 minutes, or like, this is your 10 minute warning. You say, thank you, 10, so that you know, like- You've acknowledged 10. You've acknowledged 10, right? Yes. You're not just saying, yeah, 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 thanks, right? So it's like someone's like, hey, 15 minutes, thank you, 15. Hey, five minutes, thank you, five. You know, yeah. that's what you say, right? Yeah. And so I just wanted to shout out, because like probably everybody in that room, actor-wise, has done a play and probably knows that already. So it's like, it's just nice. Yeah. It's like a little detail that gives it a small bit of realism. Yeah. How do they all do this musical morally after last year? Yeah, they didn't even question it. Another musical about murder. Yeah, they didn't even question it. They were like, hey, maybe this is tone deaf. Not Did even not say a word. Not even just this is another musical and like, do, is it dedicated to Midge? Like, blah, blah. But like, it's a musical about murder again. It's about murder and somebody was murdered there. I don't know. I'd be like, I have to leave. I cannot be in this auditorium. It's clearly haunted by Midge. Oh, wait. Oh, I just had the worst, darkest thought. Especially if Kevin and Fangs were like, I've been seeing Midge in my dreams. I'd be like, Midge is haunting this place. I'm leaving. Did Tony almost sleep with Sweet Pea and Peaches in the same, same place. place that Midge, well, Midge was murdered? Was murdered. <laughs> Neat. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Oh, Veronica looks out into the audience and sees her parents. That is a major no-no, a major rule. The major rule is if you can see the audience, the audience can see you. Yeah. You do not look out into the audience. No. That is bad and not good. You're do not, not supposed to like that. search for people. Bad. Um, another thing from the Insider article, after blowing up the drug lab, they find Betty and Jughead are covered in soot. In Heather's, Veronica ends up covered in soot when JD blows himself up outside of the high school. I wondered why they were inexplicably covered in soot. Yeah. Because I was like, you guys weren't even, they weren't covered in soot in the car. M weren't they? Well, not as visibly as when oh. they were in the hallway. That's well, just because the the lighting was better. I guess. Betty should not, she can't be late. Her understudy would go in for her at this point. Yep. And because listen, if it was like half an hour and everyone said, thank you, 30, I'd be like, okay, you can come in. But thank you, 10, your understudy would be in and you're not going on stage, Betty. Yep. You're not going on stage. 10 minutes? No. That's so true. That's not how it goes. She would just be out. Also, what's your phone off? Like they're like doing it in a car in which her phone and Jughead's phone should both be going off crazy because they'll be like, Jughead, where's Betty? Betty, where the frick are you? It's literally opening night. 10 minutes you got here. And they could have like texted at some point too. I love when this- Her hair like, wasn't done, Brittany. I love when they conveniently forget like uh, that modern technology exists. Like the way that this show works around those things cracks me up. One of my like main problems with High School Musical 3 is that at the very end of High School Musical 3, they're doing their big final show. And Chad decides to just leave and go and play basketball. Mm -hmm. And then Troy is like, me too. And he goes to to follow Chad. And I'm like, there's a show going on. What the hell? The show must go on. What stage manager let you leave the stage area? Yeah. Anyway. Also, everyone's like so chill about it. If a main, if someone is missing, especially a main cast member, everyone knows and everyone's stressed. I think it's just like at this point, they can't be stressed about anything because they've seen it all. The last time they had a, sc a school play, someone was murdered. They're like, yeah, Betty's late. Whatever. No. Th this this is just me trying to make sense of them not freaking no, out. No, you have to, you have to t treat every single performance as different. As like, you have to, it's, uh, uh. anyway, Betty, don't do that crap. You sound upset. I am upset. Mm-hmm. Um, Jughead says, what? I'm not part of the cast. Then you shouldn't be back there. Yeah. 
Only the cast and crew are allowed back here. Um, he's special crew. He's Betty's emotional support boyfriend. I helped. No. No. Betty and Jughead burning the trailer parallels FP burning Jason's car. Yo. Thanks. Um, Betty is already an expert on burning childhood homes. Yes, she is. That must be something that she really wanted to share with Jughead. Yeah. Y'all didn't have time to smash in the car. No, they didn't. If that's why you missed call time, you're fired. Also, they're 17. Thank you. They're both fired. Cool. You don't miss call time. And if you're missing call time to smash in a car, I'm going to keep using the word smash. I want to- Bone? Okay, I'm going to read a tweet that I thought was the absolute funniest thing that I've ever seen. Okay. So, this tweet is from Sage Young, who is Sage Youngest on Twitter. Betty and Jughead sang a song about wanting to be normal teenagers, then smashed in front of a burning building that they set on fire. And that's why I can't quit Riverdale. Yeah. And that is true. Yeah. Because no matter how much bitching we did in this episode, we will never stop watching this train wreck of a TV it's show. It's true. Yeah. At this point, like, even if they, uh, I don't. I don't know what they could do to make me stop watching. Nothing. Like, Nothing. they've turned Alice into a cult member. And I'm like, yeah, I'm still watching this. Yeah. Um, Jellybean was subjected to watching this. <laughs> oh my god, please save Jellybean. Also, gum. She's she's chewing gum in the theater. FP's kid for sure. Disrespectful AF. Um, they shed their costumes and are just themselves now. I'm like, I... I like the symbolism. I don't know how I feel about that choice on an actual... Just because it's like, if you don't know these kids, like if I'm an audience member and I'm just like, I love community theater. And then I go and sit and I'm like, why did you, like, I don't know what you regularly wear. I'm like, cool. So you're just wearing clothes, different clothes now, you know? It was like, more for us than anyone else. Yeah. 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 And then everybody's just like creepily clapping in unison and it's uh, weird. Yeah. Segment time. Yep. Okay. Um, my first segment is a sexual joke. Okay, question mark, question mark, question mark. And the answer was yes, always yes. I don't care. And my segment is which MILF was the most badass? I guess Hermione, because she was the only MILF in the episode. Well, Penelope was also in the audience, which was weird because Penelope was like, Cheryl, you can't be in the musical last year. Yeah, but that wasn't like enough. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying that she was also You know what? I'm going to give it to Hermione just because at least she showed up. I mean, Gladys was also there, but she's being crappy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's Gladys. Because she's so badass, even if she's crappy. Well, she just said, she literally said one line. And Hermione was like, I'm going to go take a bath. Mm, Eh, Up to you. It's your segment. Okay, I'm going to go with Gladys. Okay. Um, Did the snake parents acknowledge their obvious history? No. No. Now it's time for a best line award. Uh, My best line award goes to Cheryl for... Um, did you have a lobotomy for breakfast? That is such a good line! That's iconic. And mine goes to Kevin for... I was going to talk about the devastating loneliness your character feels at this particular moment, but it seems like you're already there, so take it away. That's savage. That's like a great unintentional roast. That's painful. That is painful. <laughs> now it's time for our trailer reaction. We have not seen the extended version yet. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, play. This is Cheryl Blossom. Oh, oh ew, why is Cheryl there? Me, <laughs> I've been saying it. <gasps> Cheryl, no. Oh my god. This is you sneaking into the farm gonna be. We're gonna get rid of the gargoyles. Oh my god. Yes! Oh, oh. Gladys has Jug. I can't wait for Jughead to inexplicably survive that fall. Oh, he always does. Yeah. Great. Uh, yes. Okay, so Cheryl is going into the sisters, obviously. She's meeting Edgar. God, I'm excited. The fact that she calls him a yummy snack, like, is God, she's valid. Yeah. 
<laughs> Betty's like, what? Okay, what? Okay, so there's fish in this. Yeah, what is that? Fish? Why? Santa Hermione for some reason? What is that supposed to mean? I don't know. Oh, you'll swim with the fishes? Oh. oh. Well, she was sent snakes that one time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe just one snake. Um, Hermione being the mayor. Do you think that's Governor Dooley in the background there? It might be. Could be Governor Dooley. Hashtag Donald. And they're like, yes, we're standing by you because we're your family. Someone's creeping up on Evelyn. Betty, better than, uh, than Archie can do that one time when Fred was trying to run for mayor. True. Okay, so clearly they bug up Cheryl before she goes. Yes. And then Wells is just inexplicably... What is that on the ground? I can't tell what that is. Wait, some, I mean, obviously somebody's shining a flashlight on it, but I don't know what it is. Hang on. Looks like a person. Hang on. Where is that? 11 seconds. I gotta go back. Hang on. Okay. I'm so glad Mad Dog is back. It's not a person. I can't tell what it is. It's like a bag or something. Uh, Archie is punching Mad Dog and somebody else is in the background. But I can't tell who it is. Looks like a random. Random extra. Rid of the gargoyles. Okay. Veronica's still sad. Where is Jughead going? Is he in the... Uh, it doesn't look like the sisters. It might be the sisters though because it's a square window. It just seems that at the sisters like the architecture is better. Maybe he snuck into the prison to see if that's where um Gladys Hiram's is prison? manufacturing drugs. Yeah, Hiram's prison. But I thought but I thought Gladys and Hiram were going to be completely separate. I thought so too, but what is she going to do without a drug lab? That's true. He must be spying on her drug lab and gladys is yelling at him obviously because she just lost all of her money again well is, she stole all that stuff. is that archie and jughead breaking in Ooh, i love that for them it sure is hey we yep. were just saying we wanted more archie and jughead thank god great somebody shooting at jughead what else is new and obviously wild brian, brian is here i do you think this is the prison because the prison has like some runes and stuff yeah okay is was brian put in prison then no it must be an it it, maybe it's the school. Maybe. Well, yeah, because Southside High was put as the prison, right? But yeah. I, for some reason, I thought that he that he like completely tore it down. But maybe he's just using the building again. I don't know. It's possible. And then Jughead falls out the thing, which what well, else is new? He'll be fine. It. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Uh, if you are so inclined, please write us a review on iTunes. We like those. And we also have a survey. It's just perpetually open. It's in the description. Some things that you like about the podcast, some things we could work on. We'd love to hear from you. If you're a fan of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, we have a podcast about that show and it is on this feed. So congratulations. You're already here. Yeah, next you can time already a, listen to it. Next time there's a hiatus, you'll get some more episodes. Yeah. Because we've got some we've got some banked. Yes, we do. Um if you're a fan of the hundred, we like to talk about that show too. At some point soon, the trailer will come out. Maybe. I guess. And yeah, we talked about season four, season five, we'll be talking about season six when it comes out. Which I mean, who even knows if it'll ever come out at this point? Yeah. You know. If you're a fan of Lost, we like to talk about that show too. We've covered season one, season two, and we're in the middle well, we're in the middle of season two right now. Yeah. And we're having a good time, so come join us. Yeah, we do guests over there. Yeah. Uh if you're a fan of Stranger Things, we like to talk about, talk about that show too. At the point of this uh being uploaded we have the first three episodes out and we've also just uploaded our thoughts on the trailer because we all know y'all have seen the season three trailer it looks dope yes dope. so um yeah definitely check that out we did like a whole podcast just about the trailer go get into it yeah don't forget about sweet river con don't forget to enter our contest all the details are below but it will be in november yes and um you should come Thanks. yes and remember what would you have at pops an, an AF, af burger to get two entries instead of just one yeah uh follow at the aficionados on twitter facebook tumblr instagram Redbubble, youtube but mostly twitter i do work really hard on our tumblr though mm -hmm. and our patreon is patreon.com slash the 
if you have a spare dollar, we would really appreciate it because this is expensive. Crazy expensive. Um, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. Next episode, which is going to be this coming Wednesday, is episode 317. It's called The Master. Uh, the Master is a 2012 American drama film starring Joaquin Phoenix, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and Amy Adams. It tells the story of Freddie Quell, a World War II veteran struggling to adjust to a post-war society who meets Lancaster Dodd, a leader of a religious movement known as The Cause. Dodd sees something in Quell and ex- accepts him into the movement. Freddie takes a liking to The Cause and begins traveling with Dodd along the East Coast to spread the teachings. Gee. So, it's cult stuff. Yeah. What yeah. could that be a metaphor for, yeah. I wonder? Hi, so after we recorded this podcast, it turns out that the next episode, which was called The Master, um, was changed to The Raid. Um, the Raid is a 2011 Indonesian action thriller film. Um, in the film, an elite squad is tasked to infiltrate a high-rise building run by a ruthless drug lord located in the slums of Jakarta. Uh, I'm a little confused just because The Master was like, like the film with it went really perfectly, so... Anyway, this next episode's called The Raid, I guess. Uh, okay, see you next episode. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye.